Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chasing Legends Outdoors Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Crawford, coming at you here in the first week of March with your March to-do list. Um, This year, as we've mentioned before, we're doing a monthly segment at the beginning of the month going over a to-do list and what you need to do this month to set yourself up for success in the whitetail woods this fall. Get right into that to-do list by naming a couple of Michigan-based companies that you got to get on while the getting's good. Number one, to, number one on the to-do list for March. If you haven't already, you're. Pro, I don't know if you're sick of me talking about it, but I'm never going to stop talking about it. You got to download Huntwise. We have a promo code for you. It's CLO20. C is in chasing, L is in legends, O is in outdoors, 20. Get 20% off the pro or pro or elite membership with Huntwise. This will help you become a more efficient hunter, especially with the Huntcast 2.0, telling you when to sit and where to sit this upcoming fall. But in the meantime, utilize it to find new areas to hunt, find new properties to hunt. And use that mapping feature to do your scouting because this is that time of year where those cold nights, it's not so much fun outside, sit in front of your computer and do some e-scouting, whether that's in your home state or a state you plan on hunting this upcoming fall on a DIY adventure. So download HuntWise today, become a more efficient hunter tomorrow. Number two is the Vitals Live. Now, if you don't know what the Vitals Live is, go back to our most recent episode with Alex Chop, the owner and founder of The Vitals Live. And he's gonna he explains everything that The Vitals Live is and what they do and how it's gonna help you become a more efficient, educated, knowledgeable whitetail hunter. This actually this week I think they have um, actually next week they have Andy May on doing a Q&A. If you don't know who Andy May is, uh, he's a huge name in the whitetail world. He lives right here in the state of Michigan, uh, and this is a chance to do a personal question and answer with one of the top names and experts in the industry. So the vitals, if you don't have the time to quick go uh, listen to that episode with Alex, the vitals live. So there's so much information from so many different platforms and different people on whitetail hunting education, strategy, gear, and safety these days that can be really overwhelming to find information that pertains to the questions that you have and the answers you're trying to find. The Vitals Live is a premium learning platform that facilitates collaboration among the experts to efficiently present the info that is crucial to success and safety in the field. The Vitals Live is going to provide access to the real experts. Experts such as Zach Farenpaul from uh, The Hunting Public, Dan Infault from The Hunting Beast, John Eberhardt, Garrett Prawl from DIY Sportsman, Andy May, and much more. All these experts, all these experts in one place to provide the vital strategies and best practices to help you better prepare for next season. Better yet, there are all, they are all live presentations that the audience can interact with and ask their own questions and get in answers from the true experts. Think of it as an online version of the hunting seminars and training sessions that you've been to in the past. If you can't attend the live seminar, you're not 
out of luck, the all-access plan will allow you to watch the recordings of the seminars. Whether you're a beginner looking to get into the whitetail hunting or you're an experienced whitetail hunter and are looking to advance your skills and knowledge in the field, become a member of The Vitals Live today. Go to thevitalslive.com and select a basic or all-access membership to start attending the trainings of the best experts in the whitetail world. The Vitals Live. Check it out. And now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the Mars to-do list. So, obviously, if you're a big whitetail guy, there's one activity that just screams at you in March. Shed hunting. Shed hunting, shed hunting, shed hunting. I am a huge advocate of shed hunting. Now, there's two different types of shed hunting. So, shed hunting... Type number one is just to go put as many miles as you can, whether that's on public land or private land that you have access to, to try to find sheds. This is a great way to get outdoors, maybe bring the wife, bring the kids. We've been cooped up inside here in the Midwest for a few months with the cold temps. March, those temperatures finally start to warm up. Get the kids outside, get yourself outside, and just put on miles and try to find sheds. But number and number two, shed hunt shed hunting activity number two is a little bit more in depth. So what I mean by that is you're not just trolling around looking for sheds. There's nothing like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel the need to go walk miles and go look for sheds, have at it. It's a ton of fun finding racks. But the more efficient way to shed hunt is to combine it with scouting. Now, this you might want to do by yourself or with your hunting buddy that is just as serious about the property as you are. Probably not a way to barrel around the woods with your kids or significant others just looking for antlers because this is a more serious type of shed hunting where you really got to, you're not just shed hunting, you are also scouting. This is a great time of year to put boots on the ground and scout new properties. That snow's starting to melt, but you can definitely see those heavy-used trails to really find out how those deer are using that specific terrain you're hunting. Um, Zach Farrenball on the Hunting Public, I hopped on uh, that tra- a training seminar with The Vitals Live last week, and he was on there talking about spring scouting, and he was talking about how you know spring scouting isn't a great way to just say, hey, the this is what the deer are doing because you can't count on that the deer are going to be doing exactly what they're doing now in the fall when the hunting pressure picks up, but you can at least see how they're using terrain. How are they getting from bed to feed? How are they using these funnels, these pinch points, this edge cover? How are they using those things to get from point A to point B, more specifically your big bucks? If you are an experienced scouter, you can usually tell a mature buck track from a doe track or a young buck track. Um, follow those tracks. If you kick him out of his bed this time of year, you're not harming anything. He's going to come back. If you if you bump him once, at least you know where he's at. Uh, he's usually going to be in primary heavy cover this time of year because there isn't much foliage at all. So he's going to be in the densest cover, and that's that dense cover you bump him at might be the cover that he hangs around in once those once that hunting pressure picks up. So keep note of that. But 
really don't just scout to and don't just shed hunt. If you're doing this, don't just you really got to take your time is what I'm saying. Don't just barrel around the woods looking for sheds. If you find a shed, great, but ask yourself that those additional questions. Why am I finding the shed here? Or why are if you while you're shed hunting, if you follow a heavily used trail and kick up a buck or find a big find a big bed, why is this buck using this bed? Why why are the deer bedding here? Why are they get why why and how are they getting from point A to point B? Whether that's bed to food, food to cover, walking edges, using funnels, why are they using the terrain the way they're using it? And asking yourself those additional questions. Now, shed hunting has a ton of pros to it. All the all the stuff I just mentioned is included in the positives that can come from shed hunting and doubling that up with some spring scouting. But what shed hunting also does, if, if you find that shed, let's say you're in Michigan and you passed up a two-and-a-half-year-old all year and you find a shed, that's a huge win. Um, especially whether it's public land or private land, everywhere in Michigan is pressured heavily. If a two and a half or three and a half year old buck survives, that's a huge win. But what that does, when you find that two and a half year old shed or three and a half year old shed, or maybe you're in Iowa and you find that five and a half year old shed, what that does, it not only gets you excited because it, it signals that he survived the winter and survived the deer season. As a whitetail hunter, it also gives you that psychological boost, you know, it gives you that boost to get out and work on that property and figure out how you're going to kill this buck next fall. I've been there. I've been shed hunting and not found a single shed or maybe just found year and a half old sheds and kind of like, it's hard to, it's hard to put all that hope and energy into hoping that he survived the year. But when you find that shed and it just signifies that he survived the deer season, he survived the winter, he's going to be around next fall, barring no car accident or killed by coyotes or, you know, a plethora of things. But if he survives, that gives you a psychological boost to work your ass off in the spring and summer to figure out a strategy to kill that buck. So, yes, shed hunting is great for scouting. It's great for getting the family out in the woods. It's great for finding bet, finding bedding areas, finding heavily used trails and funnels, edge cover, finding those beds. It's it's huge for your scouting and educational knowledge on the property that you're scouting, whether it's public or private. But finding that shed, man, it gives you that psychological boost that he's going to be showing up on trail cameras in July and give you that boost to really work your tail off over the next six months to put together a strategy to kill that deer. And when you find that shed, it also tells you a lot about the buck. Where did you find that shed? Did you find it in his primary food source or primary bedding area? Or maybe you found it... In a, in a CRP field that's in between bed and food that you didn't know he was utilizing. Um, finding that shed is like proof that buck was here, right here. Why was he here? What how what terrain features is he using to get from here if I know he's bedding over there? 
many additional questions you can ask yourself when you find that shed. And that is the reason we shed hunt. Yes, it's fun to find antlers, but if you're shed hunting slash scouting and putting in time on that piece of property that you've hunted years and haven't been able to, to tag on a target buck, well, shed hunting and finding that specific shed or finding that two and a half, three and a half year old shed gives you more purpose into this upcoming spring and summer and how are you going to put together a strategy to kill that buck this fall. So shed hunting has a ton of perks. Make sure you get out and do it. This is a great time. Also, this kind of feeds into another on our March to-do list is solidifying your DIY plans for this upcoming fall. Solidifying, if you're going to make an out-of-state trip, you got to have those plans solidified. What dates are we going? Who are you going with? Where exactly which areas do we want to focus in on? Because March and April are great months to get out to those areas. Take that long weekend drive out there. Whether it's you're hunting from, going from Michigan to Ohio, Michigan to Kansas, Ohio to Illinois, wherever you're going in the Midwest, take that long drive and put boots on the ground and get out there and shed hunt. Not just shed hunt, but shed hunt slash spring scout. Because... Finding a couple sheds is going to tell you, okay, the deer are using this this area this time of year. Why? And what are some train features I can key in on this for this upcoming fall to close in on one of these good bucks? So putting boots on the ground this time of year in a spot that you're going to hunt in the fall is going to save you time in the fall and make your hunt a lot more enjoyable and hopefully more successful because... I've many times I've fallen victim to, I don't have the time to make it out there this spring. I'll figure it out this fall. It takes a day or two out of your hunt. And if you're going to going out there for a four day weekend, let's say that's all you got. You got wife and the kids at home. You have a Thursday, Friday, Monday off of work and you're going out there for four days. You really want to take advantage of all those days in a stand. So you want to get out there this time of year, whether it's public or private, you want to get out to where you you want to have a couple areas picked out by now in the state you want to go to and get out there and figure out where you're going to be sitting this fall. Whether it's finding sheds or just finding, you know, primary bedding areas or finding a a heavily used funnel that you have a very that you're very confident that they'll be using come the rut to get from point A to point B between bedding areas. Whatever you find while you're scouting uh, will pay dividends this fall because you won't have to find that this fall. You have found it. And if you're a mobile guy, get that tree prepped. And so you can, when you get out there next October 28th, you can climb right up that tree and get in your stand. So taking the time now to get out there, even if it's for a one full day of scouting, I don't care if you have to put 20 miles in in one day, get out there, get some notes in, Mark some mark some uh, waypoints on your HuntWise app and figure out how you're going to hunt it. Or at least give yourself a really good idea of how and where you want to sit um, this upcoming fall so it doesn't cut into your hunt once you drive out there in October or November of next year. So make sure you are 
make sure by the end of this month, maybe, I mean, it could, these plans could leak into April, but make sure within the next six weeks, you solidify where you're going and when you're going and who you're going with. So you can make that scouting trip with your buddies or with whoever you're hunting with out there. Uh, so you guys can have a game plan and start strategizing around it leading up to this fall instead of just going in blind. I get it. Some of us don't have the time to do that, and you have to go in blind this fall. Use the crap out of HuntWise. Use those <coughs> aerial maps. Excuse me, aerial maps uh, to figure out you know pinch points, food sources, potential bedding areas, and try to get after them from there. But putting boots on the ground this time of year definitely, definitely saves you time in the fall and could make your hunt more successful. So solidify those DIY plans. Point number three, I kind of uh, mentioned it before on if you're making an out-of-state trip, but if you're a mobile hunter, which is becoming more and more of us are becoming mobile. Um, if you're a mobile hunter, prep those trees now. Prep those trees so you're not hustling and bustling in those woods July and August and maybe kicking deer out of an area. This is the time of year and to prep the trees that you want to be able to quickly climb this fall uh, and get hunting because it's a pain in the ass prepping those trees if you're trying to do it while you're hunting or trying to do it when it's 80 degrees out and mosquitoes are eating you alive in the woods. So get out there in March, potentially we'll talk about it a little bit more in April, I'm sure, but get out there and prep your trees. Pick those trees you want to hunt. Because this happens all the time in the spring. I'll be I'll be scouting, 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 maybe on a property. Like, there's properties around in southwest Michigan that I've hunted for 15 years, and I learn something new every year. And while I'm walking and scouting and shed hunting, I'll find a tree and be like, holy shit, we need to stand here, or I need to prep this tree. So if you are a mobile hunter, whether it's on public or private land, get out to those areas, mark them somehow. Use HuntWise, mark those, mark the waypoints, and prep those trees so you're not fiddling with it in the summer and fall months where you could be potentially ruining the hunt. I'm a big advocate of, you know, once July hits and those bucks and velvet start showing up on your trail camera, get the hell out of those woods and just stay out of them until, uh, until hunting season. So that's for another conversation, but this is a great time of year to pick the trees you want to hunt and prep them so you don't have to do it later on this year. This is also a great time of year to locate new properties. This year, it's a my number one goal this upcoming fall is to kill a buck on Michigan public land. So I spend at least a little bit of time every single day looking on HuntWise and looking for new places, looking for new public properties and scouting them and then marking them. So I know that these are areas that I want to hike and shed hunt and scout over the next six weeks. This is a great time of year to do it. Not a lot of people are in the woods this time of year. If there's ever a time of year where there's not a lot of activity on public ground, this is a this is one of those times. Yeah, I know that some small game seasons are still available, but a lot of people do their rabbit and squirrel hunting January and February, and they'll do some squirrel hunting in September. But if you're hunting a public, if you're looking at new public pieces, this is a great time to locate them and scout them because not many people are utilizing them. Um, so get out there, 
find your sheds. And one way that I scout new, especially big chunks of public land, is I kind of, instead of taking that shed hunt slash scout approach, I'll shed hunt the crap out of it. I'll just put a ton of miles on. And if I find a couple sheds, that's when I kind of slow down. Um, depends on the timing, how much time you have. I obviously the more scouting you can do in an area, but if I'm not seeing a ton of deer sign and I'm not finding sheds, I'm probably moving on. So something to keep in mind, this is a great time of year to locate new properties for you to hunt this upcoming fall. And then once you locate them, this is also the time of year to pick the trees you want to hunt and prep them. March is a big month. I tell you what, turkeys kind of take over my mind in April and May. So I don't do a ton whitetail hunting wise. So March is a big month. Get out there. Great. All Most of those sheds have dropped. Over 90% of bucks have dropped right now. So get out there, shed hunt, scout, find how these deer, those deer are utilizing the terrain. Confirm that two and a half and three or three and a half year old buck that you pass this year, go out there, find a shed, confirm that he survived and start putting a strategy strategy around how you're going to kill this buck, that buck this upcoming fall. Why did I find this shed here? Why is he using this trail? How is he using it? How is he using these terrain features to get to this point? Ask yourself those additional questions. Not only on, but not only on sheds. When you find rubs, when you find old sign from this past fall, when you find bedding areas, don't just mark them and move on. Mark them and then figure and then ask stay there and ask yourself, okay, why are they here? Why are they using this part of the property? Why is this primary bedding? Why are does bedding here? Why is this buck bedding here and how is he getting to the food source that I know he uses in the fall? So ask yourself, slow down and ask yourself those additional questions. So to recap your March to-do list, download HuntWise, 20% off. Become a member of the Vitals Live. Become a more educated and knowledgeable hunter no matter where you are in the stages of your hunting career. Whether you're a beginner or you feel like you're an expert, there's always something more you could be learning and might as well learn from the experts. So become a member of the Vitals Live today. Get your butt out there and shed hunt. Shed hunt with the family. Get outdoors. Look for antlers. But also take some time for yourself to shed hunt and scout at the same time. Really slow down and ask yourself those additional questions. Number three, solidify your DIY hunt. Solidify the area you want to go to. Solidify the dates you want to go there and go out there and scout it accordingly. And lastly, start prepping and start picking those trees that you want to hunt and prep them if you're a mobile hunter so you don't have to be doing it this summer and this fall. Save yourself some time and be prepared for this upcoming fall so you're not fumbling around with your climbing sticks and trying to wiggle your way around branches um, while you're climbing a tree you want to hunt. So pick those stands, start prepping them. Four, locate new properties. Whether it's public land or you're looking for private land, obviously HuntWise has that great feature. If you're looking for new access to private land, you want to go door knocking. I still plan on doing a little bit of that this spring. Download HuntWise. It has phone records on there. You can call the landowners it's, or text the landowners. It's just state-of-the-art new tools you can use to gain access to properties. So locate new properties, public and private. 
And last but not least, get all fired up for turkey season. It's only a few weeks away. I've already seen a couple gobblers out strutting in the fields. Gets me all fired up. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. And uh, if you already done all that, I love you for it. Continue to listen. But in the meantime, get out there, shed hunt, stay wild, hunt hard, have a good one.